0: Peace, by dance, make it hurt. Hello, welcome to Project Passion, the podcast made to inspire you to follow your passion, turn it into a successful business or career. <laughs> Uh, if you're new here guys quickly uh, and you're enjoying the podcast we actually release all of the video podcasts on YouTube as well uh, we also have started releasing clips from the different episodes as well just so you can shorten it down and catch little bits of the time of course if you can hit like hit subscribe uh, it really does actually help me out lets me know what content you guys are actually enjoying and if you can bring back on and what industries you're enjoying to hear uh, but yeah anyway on with the show because uh, honestly yeah, I'm a little bit too excited about this one uh, this week, all way from Australia, I have Sean Tai on the show. How's it going, man? How are you, man? You all good? I'm good. Thanks for coming on, by the way. All good. Uh, obviously, a lot of the listeners are going to know who you are and you're going to need no introduction. Uh, but for anyone that maybe is hearing your name for the first time, don't just quickly take it away and introduce yourself to them.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. i like, you know, musician, drummer, just been uh, pretty much writing songs during quarantine. I'm in a band called Three. Um, we're pretty new. You know, We've been around for about... Well, I guess like a year, a year and a half now. Um, uh, yeah, and we're a two-piece band. Um, some viewers, uh, listeners might know me from The Fame, from before in that band. I've been in so many bands, though. Even before that, I was in like 10 bands. Um, but yeah, no, kicking it off, and we've just been like, you know, writing a lot. You know, we've dropped a couple of songs in the past, maybe a couple of months ago. Kind of lost track of time now. But uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs>
0: Said uh obviously, you know, music is your passion, drumming is your passion. That's it, brother. When did you start getting into that and thinking about it as a career?
1: Yeah, it wasn't until... So I started drums when I was 10 years old, I think, 10 or 11. And um, I've been playing drums ever since, 24 now. So I started getting serious when I was probably around 17, 16, yeah. I think, or maybe, maybe 15. And it was actually... um I went. I did. I was in a cover band for a while, and uh, then we started to like do some originals, and we were called Amberdown at the time. And we weren't th- taking it seriously. It was just a bit of fun, you know. And these guys were like nearly thirty years old, and I was like seventeen or something like that. And I remember just like going there just for fun, and they could. They were like, "Man, you're so like um, tight on the drums. You should you should think about, you know, doing it seriously, or you just keep on, you know, like working on it." So ever since then, I just started to, like, really get into drumming. And then I looked at my idols, like, such as, like, Travis from Blink, um, Travis Barker, and then all the, the drummers that are sort of, like, really um, – when they play, it's, like, a lot, of, a lot of the energy goes behind the kit rather than technical because you've got your technical drummers, you've got your jazz drummers, you got this. But there's something eye-grabbing about when I go to a show and I see a drummer really rocking out, you know, and, like, with energy. And I always uh, – who else was it? Aaron Gillespie. I saw play with Paramore at the time. He must have filled in or uh, something because I don't know what happened there with the drummer thing. But um, watching him play was just amazing, you know, and I, I've been inspired by those sort of drummers. So I took it seriously when I was probably around, around 17, I think, because then um, I got lucky enough to actually play Support Motley crew, which was just off the cuff, like, lucky because it was like um, – basically they came to Australia for a tour, but they did this thing where um, it, whatever band gets the most votes in the suburb or the, the city that you're in uh, gets to be the support, you know? So we got the most votes in Perth at the time. So we got to like play. Yeah. And I was playing Perth arena. That was my first ever arena show at around 18. Yeah. And since I when I played that show, yeah, it was, and met those guys. I was like, I just want to do this for the rest of my life. Even if, you know it takes ages or whatever just to experience it no matter yeah so i just
0: stuck to it man and opportunities came and that's it so obviously when did you sign because obviously well where i would know you from to start off would have been small town heroes before the fame that's right yeah first band that you were properly signed with and, rec- and record and record releasing music that was the
1: first uh signing
0: yeah so when i was in that amberdown
1: band they sort of split up and all that and i didn't really um want to do it anymore uh bass player left and stuff. And then after that I saw um I got in touch with these guys that were like sort of in the hills way in Perth. Um really just like the vibe and connected on a level that was great, you know, back then. It's sort of I'll skip later like later on it gets a bit messy. But <laughs> but back at, like at the beginning it was great. Like, you know, so we are just like really fairly new and I really wanted to uh, go to LA pretty much and live the dream. So we're thinking of opportunities and how to do it. And, um we started just writing songs, and I thought, uh, Josh, at the time in in that band had a good voice. And I was like, "Wow, this guy uh, we we could really go somewhere." So I was pushing and pushing uh, you know, emails, left, right, and center, just still doing that, like do that every like every week. And um basically, yeah, it just kicked off from there. we We got a first deal from BMG, which was in um uh, America when we flew, but, but it was before that, we sort of like had to we sent songs to this producer, John Philbin, for a while. You know, it was like, he was constantly just saying, um, you need to keep writing, you need to keep writing, just pushing us, you know? And um, it was the first ever, for me, uh, to talking to a producer, like at that level, it was the first time talking to someone like that. So it was interesting, you know, it was, it was very challenging for me and the rest of the guys. And we just kept doing it. And then, um, so flew, flew out to LA, got our first deal and then um, had all these songs written. It was actually the most insane thing because this producer, John Feldman, knows all these people. So then when he brought all these people that we idolized in, we had no idea. We rock up on the day. It's like, oh, here's, you know, Pete Wentz, Fall Out Boy, here's this. It's like, it was crazy. So that was like an experience I'll never forget. You know, it was like insane. uh, Riding with those guys. and uh it was all yeah what happened after that so basically we started touring for a while we were doing that for ages it was fun it was this um and then towards the end there was there was just a it was like an issue with the creative process with um basically a falling out personality clash a typical relationship thing that you would probably have with you know if you're you know, relationships end or they don't end. It's like, you know, that's just what it is. That's what life is. So we just had a little bit of a clash um, and thought, you know, I I think I'll be better off doing my own thing or, you know, doing something with someone else or working with someone. And that's how I met Mitch now and I've just, you know, built this other sort of fandom. But it's like, it's crazy when you, when you look at it, when I look back, because I think of all the experiences, all the memories, it's all amazing, you know, so. But unfortunately, yeah, there's a little personality clash.
0: Pull <laughs> well, you back a little bit quickly. Obviously, you were Small Town Heroes, and then you became the fame. What, what yeah. was, what was that swap? Why was what was the swap?
1: Yeah. So basically, we were we were really loving that name, Small Town Heroes. You know, we we stuck we, and it was like more of a punk sort of vibe. You know, it was like that sort of angst punk, and basically it was, I think it was John Feldman or so, someone in that group. They wanted us to change it um, for whatever reason. Um, I think, I think John was just like, it's, it's, you, we need sort of more of a universal sort of sound uh, for a name or something like that. I can't remember. I don't know if it was John. I can't remember who it was, but we we ended up just like all agreeing. And uh, we came up, we came up with that name, the fame. Yeah. So that's how that started.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause Use obviously, uh, as small town heroes. You had uh, set free in 2015, the album. And
1: oh, head. god, that's a throwback
0: and a oh, half. Jeez, which I I love the get up, get out EP. Oh, the get
1: out, yeah, that was before the, the label, yeah, before the label signing.
0: 17, there's nothing from you guys, and in 2018, since the sinners drops out of nowhere. That's so right, 17, was that when you were having a brand swap and then like obviously getting signed and stuff like that there again
1: yeah yeah it was when i think that yeah you've got it right that that was what the time of the signing yeah and stuff like that and getting it getting getting serious with it you know we, we we didn't really have a team with us it was mainly just you know we had a guitar tech a manager and it was just us and we were doing all the all the rounds i mean you i think you saw us say
0: hey, setting up all the gear and at the show i was actually gonna touch on this because a couple of people i told beforehand who, that you were coming on were just more confused how I knew you in the first place. So, yeah. just to, for anyone else that's going to be concerned and try and message me, uh, you, the fame, right? You came to Swansea, you were opening for Lord and Atlantis yep. in, in Sin City. And I don't know if it was, I think it was like, it was your first tour of the UK, I'm pretty sure. and I'm pretty sure it might have been one of the first gigs on the tour or something along I think so. I
1: think you have that right. Yeah, it would have been.
0: Yeah. Basically, you came in and me and my girlfriend bought the tickets. She couldn't come, so I came with my friend. But we had, like, heard you were opening. So we were like, all right, listen to your music.
1: And then, That's sick.
0: I remember you, man. I remember. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> shameless self-promotion. I gave, like, Josh one of the stickers from my Cloven brand.
1: and That's he. Right.
0: Took it over and then at the end, I wanted to say thank you to him. And Mitch, was it Mitch, was always with you guys? Yes, yeah, the guitar tech. Yes, yeah. But he was. I was like, oh, can I like? Can you go tell him thank you? And he was like, Mate. He's like, Don't be here in five minutes. He's like, they sell their own merch. And I was like, all right, <laughs> cool. And then we met you guys, and then we ended up going to Jack Murphy's in Swansea. After that, there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually, I remember nothing after we got to there, but I remembered going to there because there's a photograph. Which I'll slap over this right now, but I remember that, and that's nothing else. I don't even remember saying goodbye to you at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, I can It's all a blur. I
0: think we got really
1: drunk or something.
0: <laughs> I just remember your hands were bleeding all over your t-shirt.
1: Oh man, yeah. I remember like that. That show, but I was going at it. Yeah, I was going crazy. Yeah. So there was a lot of blood, a lot of tears.
0: <laughs> so uh, obviously, moving on, starting three. Uh, when I looked online. Did you literally just Instagram message Mitch Vulcan? And it- yeah, so that's
1: what, so after that um, sort of falling out, I guess, so like, I basically just went back to Perth and I was just, um, yeah, just not really doing anything. I just, it was kind of relaxing in a way, therapeutic, because I went from all this like, ah, mayhem, and then it just like, it was like a nice sort of just like, you know, sit back sort of like, oh needed that. And then, um, got a message ran. It was like the, the best timing. And he just like it. I don't know. Like he just sent me a link and I listened to it. And I was thinking at first, I was like, uh, you know, cause I do get quite a lot of um, messages from people and I give back feedback and stuff like that. But there was something really unique with uh, his voice. You know, it was kind of like, it was like a, a punk vibe to his voice, but it's very sort of modern. I don't know how to explain it. It was like, you know, that I could do something with it. So I started, he started sending me demos and I was like, you know what, I could probably work with with this. And I actually flew myself from Perth to Sydney, uh, which was crazy. It was spontaneous decision. I was just like, you know what, stuff, i was going to do it. So I flew myself over and um, he had his mate there, Joel. So we, we were originally at the very, very Kickstarter off Like when we started the band, it was three people. And that's how we came up with the name uh, Three, you know. And basically, Joel, he didn't really want to get into it, didn't want to get serious with it. Um, so he did his own thing, and that was fine. So we were a two-piece, and we've been a two-piece for a while now. And um, we were thinking about changing the name, and we, we, we just thought, you know what, let's just stick with three, and the, the third person, I guess, the third could just be the audience, so, like, the, the listeners, basically. They're the third member of the band,
0: which is kind of cool. <laughs> That, that works as well. And because it is confusing because there is a couple of photos where there is three of you in the photograph, but then there's only two of you, really?
1: That's right, yeah. It gets confusing. People are like, what? Yeah, but that's, that's, the, that's to um, clarify, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened.
0: Uh, with COVID and everything, you guys obviously couldn't do much. Uh, what was your most recent tour you done? Most recent tour was actually UK. It was the... Um,
1: I can't remember what month. What month was it? I can't remember now, man. But because we, we've we've toured UK twice, so it would have been. Oh, I'm bad with dates. It was a good tour, though.
0: <laughs> were you meant to go on tour again this year? But obviously, I assume it would have been cancelled if you were. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. So we go. We're supposed to. We're going to go every year, but uh, because of COVID, unfortunately, we just can't get over there. You know. So right now, for us, we're just constantly riding not trying to stay creative and do uploading mashups and getting a hell lot of attention from these mashups
0: and stuff, which is, which is just kept us going,
1: you know?
0: I was going to say like, like your social media presence the whole way through COVID has just been hard. Like, like relentlessly so much promotion and like the fans, like the people are going to be listening to the list, like your fans are incredible at sharing your music and sharing all your mashups for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's incredible, man, to see that so much love, you know? Good. And I know we talked about it just before we actually came on uh, for the podcast. But obviously, you have the fake love single that you released at the start of twenty twenty, and you said yep. you've been a lot more music uh, even to put out another album soon.
1: Yeah, soon. Uh, so we've got about around. We've got just so many songs, man. It's like it's it's crazy the amount of songs we have. So we're trying to narrow it down um, to a certain amount and um, pick the best ones, I guess, and then just release them. Um, Uh, you know just whenever maybe um, every month every second month or whatnot (laughs) try and keep at it but um, that's the that's the go-to right now yeah
0: is there are they all just three or is there any that are features with anyone else
1: there is we we haven't got a feature just yet but we're planning to yeah so we'll we'll, it's definitely in the works so we'll have mainly a lot of songs just us and then and then features will come (laughs) but yeah it's exciting so that's cool.
0: Who would be your like dream feature to put on a track? Oh, for three. geez, um I've got so many, man. For, for three and for your solo Sean uh tie as well. So that's true. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well,
1: you know what, I've always wanted to meet Ed Sheeran. <laughs> It'd be an absolute insane dream to meet him. So and I've never i have never met him. So that would be a that would be a great feature. <laughs> um I'm trying to think for three though, uh, I'm just uh, in love with Twenty One Pilots. You know, I just love their vibe and their style. And uh, when I got to meet Josh and work with him in the other band, it was we just kicked it off. You know, it was amazing. Just like the atmosphere in the room and what, knowing how he how he writes and stuff because he's a drummer. You know, and we could sort of relate. And uh, I was thinking, you know what, for a feature, we would just get Josh in there and Tyler. You know, so. Imagine that. that would be that be the ultimate dream. Twenty one pilots and three.
0: <laughs> who knows though? Who knows? Like you've met some pretty famous people. I would assume along the way so far. I have. Yeah, it's very lucky. Very lucky. Who Who's like? Not even like your favorite. But who would be like the most famous or like the most well? Most famous. I what? guess.
1: I guess the most famous would be um, probably Ashton. Actually, Ashton Irwin. Yeah. Just because their, their band's just blowing up. And it has been for a while. You're five seconds of something, you know. So it's like um, working with him. We got along great. I reckon he would be the famous Travis Barker. Um, just because you know, I'm obsessed with Blink. <laughs> Still am. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Those two, actually, would probably be the most famous.
0: Yeah. Her with Youngblood as well.
1: Yeah, I did. We never. I never taught, I've never toured with Youngblood or played with him, but I went to a show in. Um, I went to a show in. Yeah, that's right in um, California. It was, and uh, yeah, it was just great just to see his energy. It was the first time I actually got to get into his music, and I was like, wow, okay, this is something unique, you know. Um, and then uh, after he played the show, he came down, and got photos with people. And uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go in and get a photo. So <laughs> we, had a little, we had a little bit of a chit chat. He was like, um, oh, nice shirt, man. I think I was wearing an NXS shirt. And it, I don't know, he just liked that band. So he was like, dude, six shirts. So, yeah, so I like him, blood, I like his music. I like his vibe. It's awesome.
0: That's odd. Did he know who you were when you went up to him? Or did you have to like tell him? I
1: don't think so. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he would have, no.
0: But no. he, was, he was happy though. <laughs> so, obviously, like you said at the start, um, like your drumming style is very eccentric, like very yeah. crazy. Just, fuck, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, it's just. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's,
1: it's very just sort of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, is that sort of how you've always drummed or do you change it up?
1: Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I think at the beginning it was more um, technical i'd would, I'd would watch drummers like uh Luke Holland and stuff like that who who inspired me on youtube and then I started to get into the whole um the energy factor behind the kit, you know where they're given so much emotion, which is uh you know from the Josh Dunn's Travis bark is Gillespie's been trying to list um Adam Willard from angels and Airwaves is one of them you know. Those type of drummers just stood out to me. So every, yeah, I've just stuck to that sort of vibe of drumming, where it's just that it you your all, every song, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite song to perform then, on stage live? At,
1: currently now, it's actually, it's, it's right now, probably, I've got so many, man. It's crazy. Um, yeah, oh, do you mean like in the world? Like it doesn't have to be like in the band?
0: No, it can be any song.
1: Oh man, God, so many. You know what I what I like playing now. I've been playing a lot. On the, I've got electric drum kit at home because of COVID and stuff. My my real kit's in the shed, and it's like you know. But when I bash away on the electric, um, I've been playing "Faint" Lincoln Park, which is just a classic, bro. Like I just go off on that. So I might actually do a cover of that soon. Mash up. Or a mashup, yeah. Get Mitch, get Mitch to do the vocals. That went well. That one we did it. We did a mashup of a uh, Linkin Park and Nirvana. Nirvana just went crazy. I was like looking at the promotion, just going, "What the hell?"
0: <laughs> Your Machine Gun Kelly mashup was fired as well.
1: Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, we we decided to do that because uh, I'm a massive fan of his music, and he then. Um, saw it and liked it commented and then uh, dm'd me which was just out of the yeah i was shocked what did he say he said "Um, this is hard (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh thanks man like you know (laughs) massive fan
0: so that was cool that's crazy what so i'm assuming you get obviously like fans messaging you quite a lot as well like but do you ever get like famous people messaging you or like commenting on your things that kind of like takes you by surprise. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, that was one of them actually. Like, you know, him
1: commenting. I was like, no, way. he's got the verified and I'm going, what? Uh, there was like, I'm trying to think of others. Actually, there was, I've got famous, it's <laughs> that, that word famous. So, uh, sleeping with sirens. So uh, Kellen, okay. he keeps in touch, he's following. Um, so he, he commented ages ago and there's just so many people, man. Like, um, that come in now and then. it's just random it's like a random thing you know yeah. you do a mashup or you do something to their song and then they acknowledge it and i think it's quite nice you know people acknowledging because i do the same you know if people if someone did a cover of me i just chuck that up in my story i'm just like look at this like you know
0: so yeah. On that point, it's impossible to learn any of your songs because i can't find the chords for- <laughs> we need to get some we need to get some chords. Someone put them on.
1: Us. We need that. I, I'll get in touch with Mitch. Don't worry. I'll get it, I'll get him to chuck it up.
0: I can definitely learn how to play like one of the fucking new no chords anywhere, anywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, bro, that'd be sick.
0: So, obviously, you're you're very well skilled. I don't know. Is there a, a scale or a range for drumming, like qualification-wise? Is the, is it, does it work? I
1: don't know. Like I've just been doing my own thing, you know, it's just, but it's actually from watching drummers. So it's not from learning actual music or, 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 you know, the sitting down with a, a teacher perhaps that some people like to do. I, I haven't done that at all. Like I I did that when I was at the, at the very start at the age of like 10 um, for only like two months or three. And then since then I just started to watch drummers and then I, I picked up things that they're, You know, the skill was just like, I could just pick it up. I've got a good ear, you know, so I go off. If if you play, if someone plays me a song at once, I'll be able to just remember that whole thing and just be able to play it. It's crazy. So it's like,
0: uh, yeah, more like, you know, by ear than, I don't know, that's just how it is. So what's the best advice someone's ever given you for the music industry? Best advice, man,
1: was actually Shawn Mendes and I I bumped into him at the Roxy Theatre in hell everything happens in America. I need to get myself back over to America, (laughs) but it was just random. It was, uh, we're actually meeting Ashton from five sets at the Roxy and in comes, I think it was just before he arrived. Um, this guy comes in and I'm like, that that looks just like Sean Mendes. Like, and he had no one with him. I think he was just with his mate and it's very dark sort of vibe in the club. So you can't really see, you know, and people didn't really pick up on it. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of good with faces. I was like, no, that's definitely him. So I went over and I was like, um, Sean, is it Sean, man? And he goes. He turns around and he's like, yeah, man, that's me. And I was like, whoa. And I started to like, you know, fangirl a little bit. And I started to just say how much I am inspired by his journey, his music. And he, uh, we started having a good chat. We had a few drinks and then he was just like, I've got a photo somewhere on my Insta. Uh, and then, um. I just had to get a photo, you know, I was just like, you know, typical fangirl or right other. And uh, basically he said to me, the best advice He was just like, always stay in your lane and just do your own thing and write stuff that comes from the heart and just constantly just keep on writing no, no matter what, just don't stop. Even if you think it's your best song ever, just keep on writing, and he, and that that was the best advice I've ever got, I think, because just I've just stuck in that mindset ever since he said that, and just been constantly just you know doing that
0: so so if someone was getting into drumming and think about it because obviously it's it's a bit different, I'd say to being a singer where you're just based on your voice, how does someone that's solely a drummer go about finding a band getting signed, what would you sort of tell someone uh would be the process to be that? process
1: would be constantly uploading stuff whether it's a cover or um just you drumming out and constantly reaching out i feel like the more people you know the better so it's like constantly just engaging with people you know messaging getting yourself out there uh, if you want to take it seriously as a drummer you know it's like uh, get a youtube channel start start um pumping up covers because that's that's a re- that's actually what i did at the beginning before um all my bands that I've been in it was actually they saw me through YouTube because I I was I started off on YouTube I was I was just uploading covers and um people saw that and then uh yeah that's that's how it sort of kicked off so I would say to anybody just starting out if you're drumming just keep on practicing your rudiments just you know constantly watching people um that you enjoy to watch as a drummer and just learning from them because I've sort of uh just done that from different types of drummers incorporated it into one and sort of that's how I play now you know it's like I just sort of like are inspired by so many people so I play like that.
0: (laughs) And obviously aside from 3 you have your solo work as well is that something you're still doing or on hold? At the moment it's kind of just on hold it's just
1: like I've been doing we've just been writing so much for 3 you know and we'll probably get so much more stuff out with um with mitch and maybe after maybe later in the next couple of months i might start releasing side projects and singles and stuff like that but mainly it's just three yeah
0: yeah because you can sing as well obviously and thanks bro i try <laughs> i said that like you shouldn't be able to sing but you, you yeah you can sing
1: <laughs> no i try <laughs>
0: thank you you can't play guitar country. i'm pretty sure a
1: little bit man i'm not the best it's like
0: I can play a little bit, but I'm not great. Sit down and ask all these musical people, you know, like, to teach you how to play guitar. Yeah, I know. Well, like, there's heaps of drummers that can play guitar. That
1: I know. Like, Ashton's one of them. Ashton plays guitar as well. I should have got t- him to, like, you know, teach me at the, t- <laughs> at the time. Yeah. But uh, I, need to, I need to learn, to be honest.
0: Instruments you can play?
1: I can play um, piano. Piano a little bit. Um, but I don't know, I can't read music, you know, I can't like read sheets where it's just like more just by ear. Uh, what
0: else? That's, that's kind of it, man. It's just drumming's my forte, yeah. So, uh, obviously you guys have plans coming up, aside from your music. Uh, when you go to tour again, are you doing Australia, UK? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, we, we might do an Australian tour actually, um, soon. Uh, it's just this COVID, man. It's just heartbreaking that it's um, dragging out this long, you know, for musicians and everybody that they're in the creative sort of arts, you know? So hopefully soon, man, if they get that vaccine or it starts to die down, it's like that then we'll start planning tours. At the moment we're not sort of planning because we can't, it's like, we can't, we can't do anything about it. It's just like until COVID dies down then, then we'll start, planning tours first Australia back to the UK maybe go to America um, and the, the thing is like we, we're not um, actually like signed at the moment we're, we're in fully independent which is good for us it's like we, we make our own choices we're doing our own thing it's like it's really cool to not be uh, you know this this thing just being like do this do that you know it's like just we're, we're free sort of doing our own thing uh, maybe that time might come like later you know and we might change our mind but at the moment it's just like we're just doing our own thing and yeah we'll start playing
0: tours when COVID dies. That's good though so in terms of like a team at the minute so it's obviously you and Mitch and do you have like a PR team a management team? We don't
1: actually no 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 PR no team uh, no manager either so we're still searching for just a really decent manager that's genuine you know it's hard to find yeah. Someone that's just like that 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 doesn't want to be greedy doesn't want to take the money, doesn't want to sort of manipulate you in a way where you're just doing stuff
0: mm-hmm. for
1: for them, you know. Yeah. It's like, and there's so many out there <laughs> yeah. that is like that, unfortunately. So we're, we're just doing our own thing and. You know, you never know. You never know. Someone might come around soon. So
0: so what's your work process like then without that in terms of studio to record, mix, master? How do you do your process there?
1: At the moment, Mitch is, uh, he's got such a talent um, behind the computer. He's, he's producing actually the tracks as well and mixing them. So he's got his own studio in Sydney that we start recording start the songs. At the moment, because I'm in Perth and he's in Sydney, we're just FaceTiming and we just work. Um, off that, so I send him the drum tracks, or you know, he tells me you know blah blah blah. So it's kind of just like this online thing at the moment. But when I'm there, it's um, yeah, he's got his own studio, and we start uh, writing in the studio. We get it on the computer, we do it all, we produce it, we mix it, we master it, and then um, after that, we might get in touch with people in America that might just polish it off, you know, with the vocal engineering or something, and um, just to see what different people can sort of do to the tracks as well as what we can do, you know, and just get the sort of a balance and see which, which is good and which is not and trying to get the best out of it, the best sound. And that's what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Yeah.
0: From an independent point of view, then how do you finance things such as tours? And obviously if we've had a manager, do you hire someone in to book your tours for you or do you just do it all yourself? That's you- the
1: thing. So it would be, uh, income would be from tours, merch, all that stuff. At the moment, it's a struggle town only because of COVID. So it's like, uh, it's, it's just very hard for just all musicians right now. Um, but when, when yeah, that's exactly right. So like it would obviously be when the manager comes in, we'll get the income. It's like, it would all be from us basically. So right, right now we're lucky in a sense that we've got these, you know, we've got the studio, we've got this. Some artists don't have that. And they have to, you know, obviously chip in money to sort of do it. So it's very it's very hard, you know. So for us, it's, it's kind of lucky that we have this studio. The only uh, downside for us is the fact that we don't have management uh, label and stuff that, for, for the promo. So when these songs go out, it's kind of just like sitting back and we just watch all these fans just share it. And, you know, to a point where that's all we can do. Yeah. You know, because if we were with a if we were with a major label right now, it would be amazing, like promo, amazing, great stuff. But the only downfall with the the only um I'm, the thing I can think of, which is the bad thing about being with a label, a major label, is the fact that they have sort of the rights and the credits and everything to your songs. Sometimes, more actually, majority of the time. You know, so when these when these artists and everybody that look up to these people, you know, they think they're, you know, getting all the money, getting all this, it's actually very, very wrong. <laughs> it's the opposite.
0: And the yeah. labels
1: are getting all the money and these guys are working their ass off. They've got no team. They've got no, all this, you know. And that's why it's a struggle town in this day and age for musicians in particular and also bands because they're not making any money, you know, and the money that's there in the making is obviously merch and the, their way they can do it. Maybe working side projects, side, this, doing that, or just working a day job or doing this. So it's very tough, man. It's, it's, it's tough for a lot of artists out there. So if I could say to anybody right now, that's like, wants to take it seriously, it's doing your own thing, trying to figure out ways that you can make money in your own time. As well as and not not relying or not thinking that major labels and all or managers or people like that can can help because they, they can help but it, it, not all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to do <laughs> work in the first place and actually grind yourself and hustle. And
1: you have to hustle yourself, man. You have to. Yeah, you're exactly right.
0: So I assume you prefer being independent as opposed to having. Oh to do- yeah
1: oh it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing yeah it's so good um yeah it's, it's just great like you know with the with the because me and Mitch especially being in a two-piece band it's just it works so well me and Mitch we, we're like the same person it's really freaky it's like we just get get each other straight away there's no like oh no nah, nah this no nah that it's just like everything's just like yeah it should be done this way it should be done that Nice. And it's great. I think if you can find someone that's like that and you, you're just on the same wavelength, it's just magic. So.
0: And obviously, the internet uh, has obviously been a large benefit for you guys and probably for the music industry as a whole in the last sort of five, 10 years, allowing people to obviously put out their own music, put out their own tracks, actually market themselves, promote themselves, and actually build a brand around themselves without even needing to go down the route of getting managers and going into brands yeah like
1: down the road like at the you, you do need that like especially as your band grows and you start getting these fans and you start and it gets to a point where it's like out of control and you're like oh what do i do you need those people you know but at the moment right now because of this covert thing and it's just we're not touring we're not we're not doing this so we don't actually need those people at the moment for sure like in the future when when we start going back on tour and doing all that stuff But at the moment it's just doing our own thing. Yeah, exactly right.
0: Awesome. So when you guys obviously go back to making new music here, coming up, uh, have you got any names in mind or have you actually in your head, actually do you know what track you'd put at the top of the list or what you'd?
1: Yeah. So we're actually, there's a song called holding on, which is a song we've been working on for a while that we might actually drop soon as our next single. Uh, so we're, we're planning on to, you know, we, we've got it mixed, we have got it mastered, we're just we're we're chipping away, trying to find the best sound for it. So we're sending it off to like different people, getting that like you know produced and whatnot, and just trying to get the best sound. But that that'll be coming out soon, man. So,
0: no. so do you, you guys obviously have a a unique sound, but it's also can vary between sort of what tracks you release. Do you have? when you go on to write a track, do you have in your head what you want that to sound like? Or do you just basically sit down and write and then create the track to go with it, the beat to go with it?
1: Yeah, 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 it's interesting. It was actually because uh, the, the later songs that we've written have all been done so quickly because we've sort of like tapped into this formula where it's right. like we sort of know how to um, write these songs now, which is correct, we didn't before. It's sort of just like clicked. Yeah. And now we're like looking at each other going, oh, "No, this is, this is how we do it, you know? So, yeah, because we, we actually uh, took out the the tour we did in the UK, um, Alex McMahon, he, he was out there. He helped us on a couple of tracks uh, as a producer. So we brought him to the small cabin, you know, after like we played a show, which was fun. And we started to just like click and... The formula is probably is
0: is helping in a way. It's like, we we just know how to do it, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, obviously back in better days when you were able to go on tour, did you have any, like, like you said, when it gets too much, was there any crazy tour moments that you kind of had to like stop and go like, wow, this is, I'm really living like this. Like, this is really my life.
1: Oh, for sure, man. There was, I've had loads of moments like that. There was um, especially, I think the, the latest tour, actually, that the last tour of the UK, there was a show in, um, was it Brighton? I think it was Brighton. And I don't know what it was, man. The crowd just went absolutely crazy. Like we were, and then we chucked in a little, uh, uh, what do you call it, Good Charlotte track as a cover. And um, the crowd went off. And I, I remember tagging Joel that night, uh, who's the singer for Good Charlotte. And he saw it, acknowledged it, and then followed me on socials and i was like that's dope but that that whole video the crowd was just going off that that was a highlight actually um, and then before that i'm trying to think in the other bands there's so many man. like festivals reading and Leeds, to you know download fest to all this and being side stage with people that i was like wow that you would never think that you would be side stage or you know it's like it's crazy
0: yeah <laughs> so when you're on tour that must be quite a hectic schedule for you guys as well, especially when you're trying to do such yeah. clips together. Do you get much time or is it just go 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 constant? It's go
1: go go, you know, it's like you got to have a balance, you got to be you just got to be in the state of mind where it's just like this is what it's going to be for the the next 2 weeks on tour where it's like constantly go go. After that, you can relax, you can do this, but it, it is sort of like a especially if it's it's all um Every show is just after a day after day after day. But if you sort of plan it out where it's where it isn't, then it's kind of a bit of a good balance. But it's hard to do that because when people go on tour and plan tours, it kind of has to be sort of like constant, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's like you're just gonna be in a in a in a mindset of just balance, you know. Try and balance yourself. Try and you know eat healthy drink healthy you know back in the old days it was all like drinking and all this and some some bands still do and i don't know how they do it (laughs) but it's like it gets it gets you sometimes if you're constantly drinking because i'm not a big drinker i don't drink that much uh, especially now Uh, so yeah just eat eat healthy drink healthy i
0: guess (laughs) i'd assume there must be bad days on tour obviously especially if you're on a kind of a longer tour i mean you played with a broken or fractured wrist at one point and you played in. Yeah, track. man,
1: that was that was hectic. Yeah, whole tour.
0: <laughs> that was madness. Odd days when you don't even want to get on the stage. I would assume just being a natural person.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, uh, we're all human. So it's like everybody's going to have those days where you're feeling a bit low, feeling a bit down, um, obviously because of all the energy that you've given off on past shows. And then it's like hitting you and you're like, ah, chuck on some good songs in the car. Well, I'll just cry. But no, no, no. It's um, it's interesting. Hey, it's just you got to know that it's like a roller coaster, you know? Because when you get down, when you get low, or you feel tired, you feel really like, ugh, like you know, you're obviously going to get a high, because a life can't just be a a constant high all the time. Otherwise, you won't feel a high. So you got to have these lows to feel, you know. So it's just normal, I guess. So You just got to live with it. If especially if you're going into that world of touring
0: so i just want to quickly go back to what you said about the cover you've done uh how does it work with covered like do you have to uh, you obviously don't ask a stupid question get permission to play someone else's song on stage or can you just play For whatever? live for yeah. live
1: it's interesting man it's actually not it's the opposite you can play whatever you want live okay.
0: um,
1: which is interesting yeah um that's all good yeah just live you can play whatever you want In, Inter, like you know make it sort of your own sound you can do whatever you want live when it comes to actually like releasing other people's content and stuff mm-hmm. then it gets a bit i think like that's when you gotta uh you know get a hold of the artists themselves or yeah. find okay. out ways or um when, when it comes to us doing mashups on this uh socials is actually okay because um, mitch is singing and we're, we're sort of putting it in our own sort of rendition in a way and it's like a mashup two songs um but yeah no it's interesting when you say about the live thing it's actually okay
0: plus you're not making any money from your social media from the mashup or you know you're just it's a-
1: yeah exactly it's just a thing just to you know we love you know doing just other people's songs that we look up to so you know just and right now it's kind of because we're bored you know it's it's like we want to start we want to start touring again and all this and the boredom's kicking in. So it's like, we're going to just be releasing music and mashups and just constantly do this every week sort of thing. And the the best thing about it for us right now is it's kind of like, we've just played a show. We chuck out a mashup and then we get all this, these new people sort of like, it's like we've played a show where these we're playing to these new people. And it's like 200 people, you know, and we we get all those like sort of people like coming in and following after we release those mashups and, uh, especially releasing new songs as well I noticed that when we released fake love that we got a lot of uh, followers from that like start coming in so that was great
0: that's awesome um, and obviously you guys are super active on your social media and as always all the social media links will all be in the description on screen and everything like that um, but that's it brother. for in terms of drumming then uh, anyone that's wanting to start drumming want to get in drumming do you have any actual sort of last tips for them how to get into it and how to go forward yeah, man.
1: Yeah, if there was any drummers that want to know anything, I would just say um, passion, practice and play. Those three words. If you got those in your head, you can just go a long way. It's just like non-stop passion when you're playing. Practice heaps, practice, you know, every song that you love or look up to or want to keep listening to, want to play, want to learn, just get it really down pat. I'm more of a person that's like... Uh, I'll listen to the song know it all off by heart start playing it but then I'll like go okay how can we make this sort of unique and then I'll start challenging it in a way where I can be more creative on the song and the drumming and then put my own sort of spin on the drumming that I look up to it's kind of like a you know and then you start improvising you can do all this and that improvising's a great thing to to do because it it builds up your own character through drumming yeah where you're not being someone else you you're, you're learning your own way yeah. which is what I've, I've sort of gathered uh, over the years. Um, and then, yeah, that's all I can say, man. Passion, practice, play.
0: Passion, practice, play. That's it. So uh, would you have any then, obviously apart from just a drum and anything you want to say quickly for any fans of three or anything that there's listening? Yeah. Well, new song
1: <laughs> coming out soon, holding on, get ready. We don't know we don't the release date yet, but that's definitely coming out soon. Um, it's going to be interesting with the music video. We're going to have to be creative on that, me and Mitch. Obviously, because COVID and stuff can't be together. But, um, yeah, so the song coming out, way more other songs coming out after that. and Yeah, just non-stop covers at the moment. Hopefully, this COVID dies down and then we can start touring.
0: That's it, guys, Uh, for this week. If you have any questions, um, anything about this, go ahead, show up. Um, Follow them on Instagram, like them, go listen to the music, and look out for the new single coming out. Awesome, man. Awesome. If you're enjoying the content, guys, please hit like, hit subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, guys. And notification bell on. And of course, we have all the clips coming up. If you want to be able to go back, look at any of our old podcasts, we have all the new clips going up. And if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, be sure to hit follow and leave a review uh, because, again, it does help. Uh, We will be back again next week with another podcast. And again, guest announcement will be at the start of the week, and we'll be back then. Anything else from you, John? That's it, brother. Well said. Well said. I can say. No, that's it, guys. Have a good week. Catch you later. Hello, guys. How are you doing? It's me, Jack, mate. You've just finished watching probably one of the best videos on YouTube. So why not take a moment to consider subscribing? And if you haven't already, hit the like button and turn the notification bell on. Apparently, it helps. I don't know how. It was a good know, wasn't it?